Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty, extra large, featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. the problem. You got all the questions? Sorry, they listen to me and let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way, and it's a new day. It is broccoli in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is... When you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Thank you for the warning, dead buddy. I'm out! I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty! From 
the studio C. C, senor! A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communication compound. And today, Thursday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Donald J. Trump, president of the United States, and angry spouter of quotes for the last half hour. Ermagerd! What so, did he say? What did he not say? We'll have the highlights. So what? What was? What's the? What's the background on this? It was one of those. He was uh, leaving the White House, and it sounded like Marine One was whirring in the background, the helicopter, and he stopped to answer a few questions yep. from the press, and he answered many, many questions from the press, and I'm describing it as random, angry Trump quote generator. It was <laughs> uh, one thing about Trump. Solid. He rarely does the, uh, you know the. I think Reagan invented it, and every president has done it since. You kind of pretend you can't hear the press, and you just walk to the helicopter, and you never answer any questions. Trump will just, you get him answering one question, he'll stand there for an hour. It, it just, was something. And say all kinds of things that his lawyers and everybody else are going, oh, God. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it was. One of my favorite lines was, all right, now let me ask you, let me answer a question from a real reporter. There's a, let me shake your hand. You're a real reporter. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, so aside from Trump just wrapping up talking to reporters, I'll tell you what, impeachment is fully on the table. Completely on the table. Well, it may be on the table, but it's a dish no one will partake of, Jack. Um, it, it is the leftover overcooked spinach. It's, dishes. it's whether or not <clears throat> the grown-ups, in my opinion, can hold off the momentum of uh, of of everybody else. Um, watching the cable news channels yesterday, the CNN MSNBC crowd, the <laughs> the hosts and the pundits are so. Nancy made a statement yesterday. She said, "There's like 38 people in my caucus that want impeachment. There are 200 that don't. Mm-hmm. You're focusing on the 38. Well, uh, the 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 news media is to the left of those 200. The news media is part of her fringe that wants impeachment because all I watched a bunch of your 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 CNN MSNBC shows and conversations yesterday, mm-hmm. and they're the hosts are all. How do you not impeach it? What is Nancy waiting for? How could you, with any good conscience, not go forward with? Wow. I mean that. So she's got to fight that off. Them leading the public to whatever extent they follow, you know, well, MSNBC and, I, and CNN. But, I've seen the numbers and uh, not to a great extent is but the answer. So, but so she's got those 38 people and the news media saying, what are you waiting for? And, you know, she's trying to hold it off. Uh, and I would consider among the grown-ups Joe Biden. All the candidates coming out yesterday saying, oh, yeah, impeachment. you got to do impeachment. Biden kept his mouth shut. He and Nancy are of the same thought, I'm guessing, that this is not a good idea. This is not going to help us. Well, the the candidates have cover because it's like if, you know, if I said we ought to execute the sales manager who's with me, I tell you what, we really (laughs) ought to put him up against the wall and pull the trigger who's with me. Because I know it'll never happen, so I get credit for being a good guy because, yeah, he's a real dick and Joe knows it, but it'll never happen. So can Biden? You don't think impeachment will happen? You no. think Biden and, and Nancy will, can hold off all of the media and uh, and, and the, it'll be louder and, and not as quiet? Certainly, um, uh, crowd that wants impeachment. 
Man, uh, they're howling for it. Oh yeah, I know. I, I mean, just they're, they're to the their their ang- their angle now is how can you with any good conscience? Sure, not go. I mean, you're right. a bad person. Well, they have not to just say. Your, I don't agree with your strategy. You're a bad person at this point. There have to be more than whispers. There have to be out loud statements, multiple and and thirty eight and thirty eight ain't enough. Not even close. Saying if Nancy doesn't support this, she's got to go. They got to call for her head. Otherwise, they're not serious. Because I don't see her coming around. She knows how dumb it would be. But, you know, I've been wrong before. Wow. I think you got the fever from watching those cable news outlets. No, I don't I don't think it's a good idea. Oh, no, I don't, I'm not saying you do think it's a good idea. I think the meat, but the media is clearly on the side of the impeachment crowd. Oh yeah, they're not oh, going with they're not going with the should we shouldn't we or the majority of the Democrats don't want to. They're not there at all. They're not even giving that. They're not even giving that a uh, a, 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 a listening board. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what's your, what's your opinion on this? They're not even they're not even going down that road. Right. There's only right. one way to handle this: is impeachment. And if you don't want to do it, there's something wrong with you. Well, they have to roughly, well, I haven't seen the, uh, the poll numbers. They have to, I was going to say double, it's not quite double, but they need to nearly double the number of American people want to go along with that. Yeah, the polls are not going to happen, or they will commit political suicide. I will be interested to see if the polls move from yesterday. I would be willing to bet heavily, because so far, heavily that they won't. Because so far, nothing has made the polls move. <laughs> I mean, nothing well, right, has exactly. made the polls that's, budge at all. That's why my bet is the safe one. Uh, let's introduce everybody to squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing all right. Uh, my girlfriend, she's having a few ladies over to show off the new home. Oh, nice. But, but tonight's the, I believe... Get your crap out of the living room, Michael. It's the start of the NBA Finals, I think. Oh, and I, oh, oh, oh right, that's a bad night to no, start. No, I, I agree. So I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna either. Well, I'm trying to think. How should I handle this? How would you guys handle it? Do you go get out? out of my home? That's the way I'd handle it. Oh no! Don't you just lock yourself in the other room and then just let them do their thing? Or um, I was gonna maybe go over to somebody else's home and, and watch it over there. You're chased out of your own home, right? That sucks. Oh, that's manly. You know, you know who I want at my home ever? <laughs> Nobody. My wife and my kids. Oh, okay. That's it. And that's the end of the list. <laughs> There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. The uh, B, Scripps National Spelling B, or Scripps National Spelling B. I think I said B too many times on the too first Too many attempt. Bs there. Bs, Bs, everywhere Bs. <laughs> uh, the, the finals are tonight. Um, I did not realize this, but last year, for the first time, they you had a pay-for-play option. For $750, you didn't have to have your kid win a, a regional spelling bee and qualify. You could just pay your You're way. You're kidding. Pay your kid to compete what? into it. This year, no. they, they doubled the fee to $1,500. Well, what is it now? Fif- oh, wait, wait, no, but what's the point of this now? It's a different thing now. Well, you still got to win the contest. Yeah, but so you made it to the whatever, right. the regionals. It's just not impressive to say I went to it anymore. I, I never made it out of the third grade. <laughs> I never even made it to the assembly. Where the other grades competed, but now you can write a check and make it to the world regionals. That's yeah, crazy. If the parents were willing to pay the fifteen hundred dollar fee along with travel and lodging expenses, uh, they were uh, allowed to do so. And for the wow. second consecutive year, paying spellers outnumbered traditional qualifiers. Oh wow! There you go. That's all you need to know about the spelling bee. Well, yeah. it's it's just a <laughs> different thing now. Well, I would say, I would say, but you still have to win. I mean, it's the whole thing is ugly and stupid.
stupid, honestly. It's just the seven-year-old version of the, the college scandal. Yeah, thing. exactly. That's all it is. Yeah. And, but it's out in the open. It's part of their deal. Yeah. They just state it out loud. Oh, by the way, you, you could come here and compete, too, if you'd give, write us a check for $1,500. What the hell is that? <sighs> That's crazy. I didn't know that. I didn't even know that could possibly happen, <laughs> let alone there are more people doing that than not. Wow. That's the crazy part. I mean, if your kid's a stud and you know it and you're willing to risk your hard-earned money to put him in the, the contest, I don't have a big problem with that. There's a lot of contests that we all watch on TV that have entry fees, um, but that's the, the, it's now it's mostly just paying your way in and having at it, and it's making a bunch of kids memorize a bunch of obscure word spelling. It's just there's no aspect of this that's worth watching or paying attention to. It's ugly. It's not charming. It's ugly. Well, if your kid's a spelling stud, it's a little if your kid's some sort of spelling genius, why wouldn't you just let them win their tournaments until they get there? Too time-consuming. Your, your time's better off spent studying. Grueling, grueling 15-hour days of memorizing Latin roots. That's a way better route than wasting your time at your local elementary school. Then you got to go to local middle school where they have the regional and the rest I suppose of it. Waste a cer- time. And I suppose there's a certain amount of luck involved. Do they hit you with a word that, for whatever reason, you haven't studied? And this oh, you, yeah. you avoid any that trap. Right. Right. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. I'm going to be wrapping up my birthday month with a monster road trip and party tomorrow. Your birthday <laughs> month. Yes. <clears throat> and I I do have to say a public thank you to a friend of mine who uh, gave me a new leaf blower yesterday. So <laughs> it's been Everything's coming month. up, Marshall. It's been a great month. <laughs> your birthday month. Yes. So one-twelfth of the year is your birthday. Indeed. That's indeed. fantastic. That's a way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, May 30th, year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here's the beginning of the show now, officially, according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. I think he is a total conflicted person. I think Mueller is a true never-Trumper. He's somebody that dislikes Donald Trump. He's somebody that didn't get a job that he requested, that he wanted very badly, and then he was appointed. And despite that, and despite $40 million, 18 Trump haters, including people that work for Hillary Clinton and some of the worst human beings on earth, (laughs) they got nothing. It's pretty amazing. Some of the worst human beings on earth. I think it would have been funny if Mueller at one point had said, and if you could just let me back into the golf club and waive my fees, all of this could go away. That's right. Night water under the bridge, Mr. President. Uh, what are the other headlines, Marshall? As you heard, Trump comes out swinging freestyling on the Mueller report, Russia meddling, and a host of other things. Meanwhile, you've got Nancy Pelosi on slow walking impeachment talk. And now you can protect yourself against Alexa spying on you and your family by giving her amnesia. Coming up. <laughs> Fantastic. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's good. It's fine. It's uh, lighthearted, uh, charming, enjoyable. Boy, we got to get to all that stuff. Crazy times. Crazy times. May you live in interesting times. Well, I think we do. No doubt about that. All that on the way next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. As I said, heading to break, may you live in interesting times. And uh, so I go in the lunchroom and CNN's on. They come back from commercials on CNN. And the anchor comes back with, 
If you're just joining us, the president just repeated a string of lies on the White House lawn. Oh, I mean, boy. that is something that would have never been said. Mm. Just a couple of years ago. Everything's at a fever pitch all the time. Call it just just saying the president, you know, just came just lied mm. for your your morning news program. Just wouldn't have said. Here's what the president said. You might have some guests on who would say, well, that's not true. Here's blah, 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 blah. But not just come back with, oh, the president just lied to the American people. String of lies. (laughs) It's just incredible. Michael, by the way, I noticed that you played the Canadian band Rush coming back from the break. I'll thank you to not side with the uncivilized North during this time of battle and strife between the American warriors, the Golden State warriors. And the Canadian Raptors. I don't know how you're going to watch the NBA Finals tonight. CNN's got a town hall with Michael Bennett. <laughs> is that a crooner? Who is that? It's like Michael's walking along eating schnitzel in 1943. It's just wrong. It's a presidential candidate, Sean. For what party? I think I have. <laughs> do I have party? him in the pool? No, I don't. I guess I don't. Mailbag. For what party? <laughs> <laughs> he might actually be one of mine. I should check that out. Yeah. I forgot to uh, grab a freedom-loving quote of the day today. I don't know how. Anyway, sorry about that. Oh, yeah, I, I have him Freedom in the... Freedom uh, is great. <laughs> I've got Michael Bennett in our campaign death. Well, he's got oh, a yeah. town hall tonight on CNN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phoenix Steve writes, Hey, I'm sitting on the tarmac in an airplane, just realized something's missing. I used to enjoy those Sky Mall magazines on the plane. Where am I going to get some wacky pet toy no one would ever buy? That's right. The Sky Mall magazine has disappeared, hasn't it? Yeah, it went out of business. Yeah, I missed that because everybody but... because people aren't sitting there bored anymore. You, you, you got your phone out. Nobody's going to look at that magazine, right? <clears throat> don't uh, need a blanket. That's also a world map. <laughs> you don't. You don't. Yes, you do. Jack Joe's a millennial. I'm always annoyed when I hear my elders poke fun of my generation for our participation trophies. Not because I think the petition <clears throat> the trophies are good a thing. They're not, but. Rather because this stupid idea somehow gets blamed on millennials rather than the previous generations who raised us. As a kid, at the end of every baseball season, each player on every team in my league got the same trophy. As eight-year-olds, this obviously wasn't our idea. So why now? All right, you've made the point like three times in a row, Andrew. Listen. Jeez. Listen. If we failed to make that clear, I apologize for that. Because we have said that a thousand times, you can't blame the kids for the way they're raised. It, it is, it is, it is worth saying though. It, it's funny that that gets lost. Gen- young people don't just automatically show up with a certain view of the world. Come on now. So who's to blame? The important thing here, people, is to find someone to blame. So the baby boomers for uh, for horrific, indefensible deficit spending. Then Generation X, I guess? I think Generation X invented the trophies for everybody. Oh, God. I'd like to apologize. Should I commit Harikari? Would that help if I were to commit ritual seppuku to show my shame for my generation and our idiotic, just ridiculous parenting ideas? I would be delighted to do that. Sam's last soccer practice for this particular little thing is uh, next Tuesday, and I know they're all going to get certificates and stuff. Oh, yeah. And it, my means, pa- it should say, my parents signed me up and I showed up at least once. And it'll be on the floor of my car on the way home because it means nothing to him whatsoever. Right, right. Uh, and, and yes, we'll dive back into the non-stop fever pitch politics soon, but I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying this respite. Got a great note from, uh, from Zebediah. Is that his real name? I don't know. I think it is. Awesome. Listening to one more thing from a few days ago, you guys were wondering why uh, Apollo 10 didn't just land on the moon because they had a chance. 
NASA knew they would have landed if they could, so they didn't put enough fuel in the lunar lander to get back up to meet the command module in lunar orbit. Most of the astronauts were test pilots, daredevils, engineers. The only way to keep them off the moon was to make it impossible to get back. I do not know if that is true, but I find it charming. There's a documentary out about it. I'm sure they would uh, touch on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to find a way. Yeah, that's hilarious. Well, right, it's the only way to keep those guys on, guys on a leash. They're like, no, let's try it. There's the moon right there. So fire me. I'll know. I'll be known for the rest of world history as the first person on the moon. But go ahead and dock my pay. Yeah, yeah you just you, exactly. you, you shifted into neutral. You coast on the way back. You try to save some uh, some right. some gallons. Yeah, we'll be all right, guys. And if not, yeah, what are you going to do? Wow, we got some high praise and harsh criticism for how we handled the Mueller statement yesterday. I hear that. We really don't have time to get to. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes, though. The president went off this morning, um, and Nancy tried to hold off the people who were going off yesterday, and Marshall's got all that coming up. We'll get into that damn discussion on the, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Hey, before we get to the news, just a little bonus mailbag. John writes a note. I'd love to hear Pelosi's take on the Mueller statement, if we could sober her up long enough. Louisiana Purchase, the Eric, the... Um, oh, yeah. Um, Have you heard Lewis that? and Clark expedition. The completely the unaltered, Canal, the unedited, Road, all those 100% authentic tape of the waste of Nancy Ma- Pelosi. A Ma- hundred years later. <laughs> so I was mentioning... I swear, I love you people. I was mentioning hearing CNN come back from break and saying, if you're just joining us, the president just lied to the American people. I'm thinking, wow, that just didn't happen years ago. Here's their little crying thing underneath the people as they talk. Trump unleashes flurry of lies after Mueller's statement. That just would have not happened years ago. Wow. Now, the Trump haters would say, that's because the president didn't lie before. But I guarantee you, this is not going to end when Trump leaves. If there's a Democrat president, all of Fox's stuff is going to say President Harris lies about. It's just, I think it's just where we're going. Yeah, probably. One thing about Trump that is unique is he is his own uh, uh, surrogate. He's his own spin guy. So he'll stick his neck way out like you formerly have the secretary of the press do. At a, you know, the, the little uh, Q&A there in the basement of the mm-hmm. White House. He'll do it himself, which puts him at more risk of getting accused of that. Sure. I'll say that. But, yeah, the networks have gone wild. They're desperate for eyes. They're desperate for clicks. And they are desperate to whip up impeachment. But if everybody calls everybody a liar all the time, I just don't know. I don't know. Well, you're absolutely right. News Now. News Now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is saying that former FBI Director Robert Mueller should never have been chosen to lead the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. Talking with reporters outside the White House before leaving for Colorado, he again accused Mueller of being totally conflicted in his role as special counsel. Going on to say the investigation was all based on a hoax. Because it was a false accusation. A totally false accusation. And it's a disgrace. And it's a very, it's a very sad period for this country. And I think in the end, I will consider what's happening now to be one of my greatest achievements, exposing this corruption. As for Russia helping him, as for Russia helping him get elected president? No, Russia did not help me get elected. You know who got me elected? You know who got me elected? I got me elected. Russia didn't help me at all. 
Reporters going on to ask if he thinks Congress will actually impeach him. I never thought that would even be possible to be using that word. To me, it's a dirty word, the word impeach. It's a dirty, filthy, disgusting word. And it had nothing to do with me. So I don't think so, because there was no crime. You know, it's high crimes and, not with or or. It's high crimes and misdemeanors. There was no high crime and there was no misdemeanor. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Mm. It's a dirty, filthy word, impeachment. (laughs) Meanwhile, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said while some of her peers are calling for impeachment, she's insisting Democrats will not rush to judgment. Yes, there are some. And and the press makes more of a fuss about the the 38th and the 200 who are over half of the Congress. After half of the of the Democrats in the House sit on one of these six committees. So they're all on a path of finding more information. So Nancy is Trump's best friend right now. No doubt about it. Because she's trying to... Yesterday, when all, when it was at the fever pitch on, on the cable news channels that, that, that are all Democrat, she, she didn't lay low. She came out and said, look, there are 38 people that want impeachment. I got 200 that don't. Yeah, I mean that's 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 sticking your neck out to try to stem the tide. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you're absolutely right, but I disagree with your premise. I think if if impeachment goes forward, Trump wins in a landslide, wins going away, and so she's her she's representing the interests of the Democratic Party as always. I, I'm sorry to go with the conventional wisdom for once, but if impeachment moves forward and the AOC wing takes charge. America will reject it out of hand, and Trump will win in a landslide. Well, that's what everybody thinks, yep. and that makes sense. Just nothing is the way it used to be now. The <laughs> only only caveat I have is Trump exhaustion. Trump-related exhaustion, or TRE, as they're calling it at the <laughs> clinics. It could be that people just think, all right, I've had enough of this. Right. I don't care who's president. Just somebody different. That this is insane. Happen. That actually could happen. On another matter, Pelosi was blasting Facebook for refusing to take down videos that were doctored to make it seem like she's slurring her words, making her appear drunk or not well. Charging in an interview with station KQED, social media giant is, quote, lying to the public. Facebook knows that this is false. They know that this is false. And yet they've decided to go. Now, we have said all along, oh, poor Facebook, they were unwittingly exploited by the Russians. I think wittingly, because right now they're willing to put something on that they know to be false. She just accused Facebook of being in <laughs> yeah, league with so the Russians. Yeah, the reason the reason I like this story is I think her last week saying the president needs an intervention, and yesterday her saying Facebook is working with the Russians. She's just trying to get people talking about something else. I think she's taking a, a, a page out of the Trump playbook. Mm. She's really trying to, to to get the conversation about something else. Nancy Pelosi just said Facebook's in league with the Russians. Oh, my God. Good theory. So that she doesn't have to talk about impeachment all the time. She does not want to talk about that. I am not defending Facebook. I will not defend Facebook. It is a tool for evil run by the Antichrist. Having said that, if you take down that video, then you're going to have to take down all parody, all overstatement, all, uh, you know, silly humor. It's just, listen... Anybody who watched that and thought, oh, my God, she's, like, permanently drunk or seriously senile, and then didn't hear all... I mean, it's been a roar. It's been a roar like the ocean of those videos are doctored. Everybody's heard that. 
if, if, if you're persuaded by that, I, there's a, you can't be helped anyway. Well, I don't think she's trying to make a real argument. I think she's trying to change the subject. But she said a Facebook has proven that they were willing enablers of the Russian interference in our election. Oh, wow. That's a strong yeah. statement Wow, about one of the world's yeah. biggest companies. Boy, she must have had a couple of shots of vodka before she said that. <laughs> She had a couple of shots of everybody's talking about impeachment all day long on MSNBC. The worst thing in the world for me. Her belief is, and again, it's conventional wisdom and it's hard to say these days, but her belief is if they go down impeachment, not only does Trump get reelected, they lose the House. And once again, to to make this point for the, the, the thousandth time, the Speaker of the House of Representatives just said one of the biggest companies in America in the world is working with the Russians. Right. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> cares. Elections, and it got no attention. I'll bet you had not heard it. Right. Until you just, we, we just told you about it. Right. That's just where I, we are. I believe wittingly. What? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> this is, these are crazy times. Well, yeah. And, and, and what happens then is... When real things happen, I assume we continue to roll our eyes or don't hear them. Yeah. yeah. North Korea's attacked. Yeah, whatever. Sure they have. <laughs> right. Please. That's just thunder. Yeah. NBA Finals tipping off tonight. Raptors oh, hosting the war. Golden State Warriors in Game 1. Well, you're watching that. I'm watching Michael Bennett's Town Hall on CNN. <laughs> Meanwhile, last night on the ice in Boston. The Blues win in overtime. And have even the there you go, St. Louis oh. Blues beating the Boston oh, Bruins. in playoff hockey, so exciting. Every it, second on the edge of your seat. Ice soccer. Stop it. <laughs> That's a look I at your I wish I had a stick right now. I just slash you, whack you right across the ice. <laughs> That's a look at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm starting to get each other the conscience of the nation. So, so it starts in Toronto on foreign yeah. soil? Yes. Hey, and, Hanson. Uh, Go down to the sports store. Get me some hockey gloves. I'm going to put them on so I can drop them, then fight Jack for um, impugning hockey. So it starts in Toronto with Drake doing his thing. So that'll be uh, that'll be America's yeah. first look at Drake running around the court. Well, I think their games have been televised in America. Well, yeah, but nobody's paying any attention. <laughs> this is on the net, the world stage for Absolutely. the world championship. Absolutely. Yes. So that'll be exciting. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Hyperbole is the coin of the realm. It's 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 what we trade in today. And now sure. So what do you say that cuts but breaks through? I I, I don't know. If saying Honestly. Facebook worked the Russians right. to get Trump elected doesn't cut through, <laughs> I don't know. And is continuing to work with them, <laughs> right? For daring to run a "I'm drunk" video. <laughs> I, I just I just don't know what makes the well. And you got your CNN story, and then Trump comes out, and he's just. Blasting away at Mueller and, and the Democrats and every, there there are so many more clips from his as I'm calling it the random angry Trump quote generator uh, session there at the helicopter. Well, it's just at the fever pace. I'm telling you, I think people just tune out of it. I think so too. We'll drop those in throughout the day. I also want to talk about China Summit and a bunch of other stuff on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Good God. Just, just, I don't know. 
feel like I want to do like bears do. I want to sleep for like three months <laughs> and then wake up and see what's going on. Yeah, well, I just gotta gotta be amused by it. That's my recommendation. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to do. So we got because f- it is crazy. It, it is the politics of our day, my friends, is as nuts as they've been since I don't know the McCarthy hearings or. Well, certainly your Vietnam era politics were were crazy because there are so many people dying, you know, and the violence in the cities and the stuff like that. But in terms of the rhetoric and just the. The wildness of the media, yeah, the, I think the, the unique I, times. I think the rhetoric, uh, the, the the conversation is crazier than it maybe ever has been. I mean, especially given, you know, you could ex- excuse some really, really strong rhetoric in 1968 because, you know, there were riot cities were burning. There were leaders being assassinated, beloved leaders. Mm-hmm. You, you got war raging in Vietnam, American boys dying by the hundreds, by the thousands. And so, yeah, some really, really hot rhetoric I think was appropriate. But, you know, with all due respect to Trump being the new Hitler and all that stuff, the economy's great. We're essentially at peace. With all due respect to those fighting in Afghanistan and other places around the world, I'm familiar with all our special forces and where they are. Um, but no major conflicts going on. It's astounding. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that's why the rhetoric is so overheated. Because if you were to get up on the stump and say, you know, I believe I can make the economy slightly better than the other guy, <laughs> nobody's going to pay attention. We got a flurry of texts about what topic? About us saying, was it Generation X that started the everybody gets a trophy phenomenon and Generation Xers have forcefully pushed back against no, that? Oh, sorry. The number of Gen Xers saying, no, I got trophies. We all got trophies when I was a kid. It was it. So once again, it's the most self-centered, happy with their own acts. No, no. Ruining America generation this country has ever seen, the baby boomers. Nostalgia obsessed, you left that out. The baby boomers <laughs> started the trophy thing, according to a bunch of our texters. As a young gener- Gen Xer, when I was about 10 or 12, we started all getting trophies. We got another text. Um, bah, 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 bah. I'm a Gen Xer. It happened to me when I played soccer as a kid. I'm a Gen Xer. I was born in 65. Fair enough. They had this in the 70s. So it's Fair it's, enough. It's the worst generation, the greatest generation, according to Tom Brokaw, your, your Depression-era World War II generation. Right. The greatest generation was yes. followed, and this fits your that saying you always hit us with. Mm, which one is that? Tough times make so many. whatever. Oh, yeah, tough times make tough people. Good times make soft people. Um, the greatest generations followed and by... soft people make tough times. The worst generation. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, here's a question for you. And I, I say this to stand up for all of our good friends in uh, in the baby boomer generation. What percentage of a generation is responsible for the, the crap of that generation? Oh, I have no idea. Is it I don't 60, take... 40, 10, 90? I don't even know. I don't consider myself part of anything. Right, so. right. <laughs> we don't get together and have a vote as a generation. I've never assigned myself well, to, as part of Once again, anything. a unanimous vote. This is what we will do to pervert our children. No, of course not. But, uh, yeah, thank you for making the point. Oh, yeah. I had something else I wanted to say on that topic. It is, it is crazy, though, because I know my son's last soccer is coming up, and, and I've seen this routine before. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to get these, uh, they get little certificates with a ribbon, and it just, it means nothing. Yeah, my wife was a crusader on, um, on it's not going to be trophies. It's not going to be anything that implies achievement. So we would do, uh, like, hoodies, team hoodies that you could take away as a souvenir and, 
I still uh, wear some of mine that, that I coach the teams with great fondness, at least or, it has or an equipment bag or something at like that. At least it has a practical use, even if it doesn't mean anything. You're not it. getting an effing trophy on my team. That was my rule as a coach. Unless we win something, hey, it's uh, great. I'm glad you came out, but uh, a trophy for what? So yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. These are strange what? times. The Joe Getty uh, uh, kids coaching book. It's part of my uh, 73 book series of What's Wrong with the World. <laughs> I'm working on volume 74 right now. <laughs> People talking too loud in restaurants. All right, so thank you. We, we sit corrected. Speaking of the world of sport, Jack, are you in sport? I thought he was in sport. Can't believe the NBA Finals are playing in foreign soul. It's going to be, uh, it's in a foreign language, so you have to read the subtitles. Right. Was that a basket or not? Speak English! I don't know, it says on the subtitle that was a two-pointer. I don't think that's true. So, moving along. (laughs) I met a guy yesterday, seven feet tall. Yeah? I figured he had to be in sport, but he wasn't in sport. No? This madness will end soon, and this is is planned for uh, volume 77 of my series. I'll just hit you with the headline. A biological male who identifies as a transgender woman won the NCAA championship over Memorial Day weekend. Franklin Pierce University runner C.C. Telfer won the Division II women's 400-meter hurdles on Saturday night, besting the second-place finisher by more than a second. Have you documented the authenticity of this? Uh-oh. Why? Is, well, is there a Franklin Pierce University? I just... Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, sure. He was a hell of a president, wasn't he, with his uh, his achievements and all? <laughs> Telfer is the first student-athlete in Franklin Pierce history to collect an individual national title, the university announced. Tough conditions out there, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I've never met anybody as strong in her mentality in my entire life. Um, that might be true. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. You're also a man running against women. Telfer previously ran a variety of events for FPU's men's team, during most of which time he went by the first name Craig. Yeah, he competed on FPU's men's track team as recently as January of last year. Telfer started using the name CeCe at that point while still competing on the men's team. The NCAA has a policy that male athletes who identify as transgender can compete on women's teams if they suppress their testosterone levels for a full calendar year. And then their much larger body mass, bone structure, muscular, etc., will be overlooked because we're we're progressive, we're enlightened, we're, we're not haters. We uh we uh we we've tied ourselves into such ideological knots we don't know what to do. This madness will end. There are more and more people who are saying, look, I got nothing against the gay folks. I got nothing against the transgender folks. I got nothing against no- nobody. But you can't have men beating up on women in sports, no matter whether they identify as a man or a woman or a space alien or a demigod or anything else. You either got the XY or you got the XX. Well, rightly or wrongly, we only pay attention to these sports when it's the Olympics, for whatever reason. World championships with the exact same players, we don't care. When it's the Olympics, we pay attention. Certainly not. They've got, waste their time. They've got to get this all figured out for the Olympics, or it's just going to be a mess. They mentioned that uh, two male runners dominated girls' high school track in Connecticut this year. We talked about which that. Which female competitors described as demoralizing. And Rachel McKinnon, a biological male who identifies as transgender, won a woman's world championship cycling event in October. There you go. This madness will end soon. I tell you what, you're transgender, you're an elite athlete, you were a fella, 
Now you identify as a gal, whatever. Coach, mentor, work out to stay in shape. Do it for its own satisfaction. But don't go around beating up on women and, and, and claiming you're superior. It's ridiculous. Another watershed moment in a story we've been following for years, the whole support animal thing on planes. Well, this I was I knew this was going to happen someday and put an end to it. Oh, no, no, because um, I still was offering $5,000 U.S. currency to anyone who could get a full-sized horse on an airplane as their support horse. We can get into more details later, but an emotional support animal mauled a passenger on a flight. Oh, boy. And I, I knew it was just a matter of time before two dogs got in a fight or somebody got bit or whatever. And then... For bad reasons. I don't like this part of America. But because of lawyers and how worried they are going to be about getting sued and somebody's going to get sued and all that sort of stuff, that'll put an end to all it. Right. Lots of good things end because of this sort of crap and lawsuits and fear of liability. But So I think that'll probably be the end of this. That'd be my guess. Oh, yeah. It will certainly uh, drive it further down oh, the road. Oh, yeah. They're not just going to allow any dog to show up on a plane after this. Can you imagine a full-sized horse, like 14 hands? That'd be so funny. (laughs) That would be, that would be. My support horse. I would not stop laughing. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.